Finance Minister Malusi Gigaba, Reserve Bank Governor Lesecha Khanyaho spent the past few days in meetings uh, on the sidelines of the World Bank and IMF annual meetings in Washington. Uh, what was the main purpose of these meetings? So this is an opportunity really for um, the finance minister and the Reserve Bank governor to meet with important stakeholders um, really from around the globe. So it's a good way to actually catch them all in one place at the, in the sidelines of these World Bank and IMF annual meetings. Um, and, and certainly part of the, the reason for this trip was to try and prepare the ground for uh, the medium-term budget policy statement coming next week. So we know that this will be the first time that Malisi Gigaba will have the opportunity to present a budget in Parliament. This is the so-called mini-budget that we will see next week. And we do know that these, um, uh, these mini-budget statements really focuses on the fiscal plans, the three-year fiscal plans that government has, and it includes those crucial things like the forecast for growth, what is the expected tax revenue, and where will those taxes come from, and then, of course, also the budget deficit. Now, we know that um, this course for our public finances is really what is so important for foreign investment to look at for um, uh, the likelihood maybe in future if one needs additional funding from outside, let's say not from the IMF, but certainly that there is a proper charted course for our public finances that will show how we plan to grow the economy and create more jobs. We also know that the credit ratings agencies, that's S&P Global Ratings, Moody's and Fitch Ratings, will all be watching this mini-budget very carefully um, because they are all expected to review South Africa's credit rating again in November. And although it is very unlikely that they will make any change, um, they will announce any change during November, they will certainly be watching this mini-budget next week very, very closely. Um, so I certainly would not expect any shocks in the, in the mini-budget next week. Um, they would probably want to wait to see what comes out of the ANC elective conference in December before they make any uh, specific changes. But this really was an important opportunity for um, Yugawa and Hanyaho to meet with international leaders to try and set the course for the next couple of months and, and, and to really try and, and appease their fears that, uh, that things are still on a, on a solid fiscal path in South Africa. And then, Marina, one of the major concerns, of course, remains the contingent liabilities from state-owned enterprises. SAA already required two relief payments since June, totaling about 4 billion rand. And now there's also talk about another 5 billion rand required by the end of the month. What's the latest payment all about? So this one is um, about loans of around 5 billion rand made by domestic banks which is due to be repaid no later than the end of October. Now, those two bailouts that you spoke about um, uh, since June, the first one was to repay a standard and chartered loan of 2.2 billion rand, and then another one to repay a Citibank loan of 1.76 billion rand. And both of those um, international banks had refused to roll over their loans that they had to the, to the airline. Now, part of the concern that we've got here is where will the money actually come from to repay these loans are 5 billion rand. One of the expectations was that um, that government might sell all or part of its stake, its 13 billion rand stake that it has in telecom. But we heard last week that this, um, that this is now off the table again, that they will not be doing this. So um, the focus really goes towards how do they do this in a so-called deficit-neutral way, which is what um, government has been promising how the funds for, for SAA will be found. So last week we had the tabling in part, Parliament of the of the 
report um, by Malisi Gigaba, and, and this report was one of those requirements under the Section 16 of the Public Finance Management Act, um, which really provides the provision for, um, for um, Gigaba to tap into the National Revenue Fund, which is what he did to repay Standard and Chartered and City. And, and he won't be able to do that again because the process that Parliament has to go through to actually do that does not give him enough time between now and the end of October. So certainly this is something that I think we'll be watching very closely in the midterm budget policy statement to see not necessarily just where this money is coming from, but will he be able to provide some um, comfort to domestic banks that will allow them to roll over that debt once again, maybe until March next year. But it's certainly, you know, times are running out and, and, and there's certainly not a lot of room to, to maneuver in terms of repaying this debt. And then, Narina, the other SOE continuously in the news for all the wrong reasons, it seems, is ESCOM. Now, on Friday, it was reported that they've received approval for a new nuclear power site in the Western Cape. But isn't the nuclear program on hold? Yes, indeed it is. So, so this approval that we heard about on Friday um, is, is all about the, uh, the Department of, of Energy being granted environmental permission to build a new nuclear plant at Donafontein in the Western Cape. This is a site um, relatively close to the existing Kuber plant. Um, so obviously now it's back to waiting um, on, on government regarding the policy decision on whether they will proceed with nuclear with a nuclear power expansion program or not. So this was just an envi- environmental approval. The, um, the DEA, the Department of Environmental Affairs, um, published their final environmental impact report um, for the nuclear one power station and its associated infrastructure. Um, now, there were a couple of other um, uh, sites also that they've looked at. Um, for example, Tracepint in the Eastern Cape certainly was also one that was looked at. And then there's also three other sites, Skullfontein and Brazil in the Northern Cape and Bantamcliff in the Western Cape. So these are all possible future options for nuclear plants um, should government decide to, to start again on the, on the nuclear expansion program and, and reignite that idea. Certainly that means that there's now a number of sites that have already been identified, mostly in the Western Cape, where, where these new nuclear plants will be, will be built. But yes, we're still waiting for the, for the updates on, on what will happen with the actual nuclear um, bill and whether we will be allowed to, to continue with that. Certainly, fortunately, in the meantime, there's a lot of good progress being made on renewable energy sources, um, amazing new um, solar plants uh, that, that have um, seen the light of day in recent years. So certainly we are finding that there's um, good support for renewable energy coming through, which hopefully will mean that we will not need to actually go the nuclear route any longer.